of a knight in shining armor from a long time ago. Bow, bow. Isn't that from uh, the Karate Kid? Hi, Danielson. Maybe. Maybe. It's been a long time since I've seen any Karate Kid movies. I heard that show Cobra Kai is really good, though. Yeah. I uh, I can put it in Dropbox if you want. I mean, I have YouTube Premium, so if I want to watch it, I can. It is good. It's like, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's the comeback story from the side of the villain. You know, you're like, yeah, I hope he kicks that bonsai tree fucking ass Daniel LaRusso. Fuck you, Mr. Miyagi. Oh, he's been dead for a while. Okay. I think he died in like the second movie or third movie. Right. That's important. Plot twist. Yeah, that's always a thing in every like kung fu movie. It's like the bad guy is gonna win. But then they kill the hero's master, and that's just basically if you're a bad guy in a kung fu movie and you've killed your enemy's master, you done fucking signed your own death warrant at that point. Because if you kill the master, you're you're fucked. It's they're gonna get revenge. That's just how it works. So I had an idea uh, for how we could change the intro for Blazin. Okay. So instead of you, like, introducing everybody like you normally did, like, one person would introduce the show, and then they would introduce themselves and then introduce the co-host. This sounds like the dumbest idea ever. Mr. John Holland. And then uh, the next co-host would introduce the next co-host. So, like, let's say, for example, I'd be like, yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Blazing Comedy. Today we're going to be talking about this, that, and the other, and hanging out with me is my boy and number one blunt roller, uh, Timmy K. And then, like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like, ain't shit. And then you would do, like, one of your jokes, and then be like, John Holland. Kind of like that. Yeah. I just can't relinquish the power, Sid. I just can't do it make every episode different in a way rather than having it be the same every time. I kind of like it. Like I wrote a joke. Well, I mean, we could do it that way this week, but then next week, you know, do it a different way where somebody else starts it out. What if we did a skit every week and then it was like a live from New York at Saturday night moment where we're like, now it's time for blazing comedy or some shit like that. That's a pretty good idea. I like that idea his life in darker hues day upon day and he will have other names before the end the storm mr Dick. beast the valley of dickhead he's like fire and ice and rage there's a sliver of ice in his heart when disaster comes he's there Couldn't be done. I'll show them. They said I was crazy for putting a thousand sound effects in per show. I'll show them. John and Sid haven't returned my call in months. And they canceled my sweet magic and hash. I don't need them. I'll build an even better Sid Swami and a meaner John Holland. I'll start a brand new show. <laughs> and I'll use even more sound effects. <laughs> and I will call it. Blazing comedy. <laughs> Whatever it is, I know I need it to my life. And one thing comes to mind.
to you from Comicola Studios in Frosty, Colorado. It's time for some blazing comedy. Hi, welcome to Blazing Comedy. My name's Tim. You might know me from my podcast on 80s TV icon Punky Brewster called Funky Rooster. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter at Punky Booster. And joining us from Swami's vlog on YouTube, Sid Swami. Welcome Blazin. First episode. I've never podcasted before, so I'm really nervous. So I'm going to smoke a bunch of weed. Hopefully I just make it through it. You know what I mean? A man who's on every watch list, but has surprisingly clean criminal record. John Orr! John Holland's here because we get high as fuck and we need a designated driver. And most of the time, if John's had five Miller lights or less, then he's still good to drive. So it's good to have him around. Why, yes, thank you. I am I am the only stone cold sober guy on this entire podcast. For, for those of you who are just turning in to Blazing Comedy for the first time ever... And you probably are, because it's the first fucking episode. There's no other episodes. So (laughs) unless you're listening to this episode after you listen to an episode that hasn't even come out yet. To an episode that hasn't even come out yet. But we might be dead. We don't even know if there's going to be another episode. We're not even sure if this episode's going to come out. Some crazy shit could happen. You never know, man. Or if you're like you're a time traveler and you came back time to listen to the first episode, time traveler, first episode, first episode. I can't. I'm not as good as you are, Sid. At fucking people's minds over God. All I'm saying is, like, if you have access to a time machine, I would recommend doing something than listening to a never-released podcast. Like, go assassinate Hitler, the guy that made weed illegal. You're telling me you wouldn't download a Joe Rogan podcast from 2020? And you'd be like, this is it. I'm doing it. Well, yeah, they probably still wouldn't be very funny in 2020, so I don't know how it'd be any different than a Joe Rogan podcast today. <laughs> oh, them hot takes! You know, such hot takes. Blazing takes. It's funny that you should say that because Joe Rogan is kind of like probably the guy that originally got me into podcasts because I kind of found out about podcasts when I was working on a job site with my boy Jonathan Paoletta. A uh, longtime friend of uh, mine um, is a good dude. And we were listening to podcasts about Magic the Gathering, which is like a game by Deckmaster, I think. Yeah, that's like how I got into it. And then he put on Joe Rogan. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much better than like all of the podcasts that we listen to about Magic the Gathering combined. <laughs> Should I have not said you were from Magic and Hash at the beginning of the show? I mean, is this a bit? What? what? 
Everything's a fucking bit. This is blazing comedy, y'all. We're here to make you laugh with our sillies. Yeah, check out, you know, if you like this episode and you're like, man, I wish they would come out with an episode, another episode already. We got 50 more. Just It's called Magic and Hash. Just go check it out. Listen to that because we love you. Yeah, if you just fast forward through the parts where we talk about magic, it's a pretty decent show. You know what makes for really good podcasting? When people are talking about the last podcast they did. Remember that one time at Bandcamp, John? Anyway, so Blazing Comedy, the website is up now. We are going to bring tons of video content and be a big network of just funny. Oh, God, no. Big funny network. Come get some funny. I've already got a couple new content providers on board. We have the amazing Justin Zane. Don't forget about our uh, leading lady. Um, yeah, still we have to on the a- applicant open. App- we're taking applications for. Uh, please, just some woman. Like we, we need diversity. It's all white guys. We're fucked here. Uh, black people too. If you want to be on Blazing Comedy, put in applications. Women, black people. We are a bunch of white males, and we desperately need diversity in order to be a legitimate company. Oh, wow. Yeah, we should we should definitely fill a few more demographics. This is pretty weak, guys. I, I mean, poor planning on my part. No, but in all seriousness, go on down to the website, check it out. I'm doing vlogs. We have a vlog up right now. It' very sad story about how my weed was getting stolen. Update, happy thing. I came up with a new hiding place for my weed, and it's fucking awesome. And like nobody could find that shit. So now. I'm able to have Bud and nobody steals it anymore. Smoking on some lemon tree tonight, which is the uh, 2016 Cannabis Cup winner. And it's fucking delicious. I'm going to tell you, I'm stony Stony baloney, boys. Where's your secret spot at? Okay, so I have this vent. Uh, Wait, I'm not telling you. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I'll just call your mom and tell her to take the vent cover off in your room. It's it's not very hard to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) no yeah so so i do i have this vent and it never fucking works so we had to get like space heaters and a window unit in uh my room because it's like i guess it was an add-on where it used to be like a porch maybe or something but anyways um so i stuffed my old swami turban down the hole of the vent and uh, i put my weed jar down in there and i was like okay it fits but if you look down in the vent you can see it so i decided to get like a dark non-reflective surface so i took one of my play mats and i like rolled my jar up in it and when you look down it, it's just total darkness you know so and then i also have like uh my dresser thing cabinet that i keep my magic cards in i move that on top of the vent for extra security it's been working out pretty good Nice. I haven't been able to get much done because I've just been watching old marathons of Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, shit. For real? Do you watch that with your kid? Is it like, is it as an age 12? Just me. No, just me. I drink and watch it and curse the TV. (laughs) That's so sad. It's kind of a ritual at this point. No, it's not. (laughs) Everything is like, it depends on your perception, Sid. You can't just view everything like in a dark light. Let it's, me guess. You're never wearing pants while this is happening. Why would I need pants, exactly. Sid? It just keeps me from the joy. I'm trying to remove hurdles. So, John, I always was wondering. I've never, you know, I've never bothered to ask because I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this. But have you ever in your life ever tried smoking pot? Uh, no, absolutely okay. not. Not even. 
high school or anything like that? No peer pressure? No. What, nah, dude. what kind of delinquent high schools did you go to where there's like peer pressure to smoke weed, where like all the cool kids are doing weed? Like every high school? Dude, I'm going to tell you one thing. Nobody ever had to pressure me to smoke weed, man. Sometimes I'm accused of being too pushy about wanting to smoke your weed when we're hanging out. You know, like some people said that's like, God said, why are you always like, Wonder when we're gonna smoke again. And it's just like, dude, I like to smoke a lot. I'm iron long, so sorry. You're like this bull's cash. You're like, I know you've said that three times already. Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, bull's cash. I was like, bull's cash, y'all. Uh, uh, no, another. So this goes back to Payo. Uh, so Payo, he, you know, had a good job and had good money, so he could afford wax. And I'd never had wax before. Like I had met Peo and I was still, this was back in the day. I was still smoking like swag is before I switched like exclusively to like exotic flower. And when you're in Texas and you're buying fucking swag weed, it's so cheap. It's like $20 for like a QP. And by the time you're done cleaning it, taking all the sticks and seeds out of it, you might only actually get like an ounce, but it's still like a pretty good deal. 20 bucks for an ounce, you know? So, uh, I would always bring my like ass weed and <laughs> he would like, <laughs> I'd be like, Hey, yeah, you want to hit my ass weed, bro? And he's like, no, nah, it's cool. I'm just going to hit my wax. And it's like, Oh, cool. Can I, can I hit some of your wax? And he's like, Come on, man. And I'm like, well, I offered you some of my ass weed. Look, I'll trade you a fucking equivalent of ass weed for like some of your wax. How much how much ass weed would I have to give you for like one dab? And he's like, there's no amount of regular weed that would make me want to trade for one dab. Call swag regular weed, Sid. <laughs> anyway, you're the type of guy that's like, oh, I'd ask you to smoke bull, but all I have is swag. No, I it's was like, never like that. I'll I was smoke like, your swag. I'm right. always like, yeah, I'll smoke <laughs> right. your swag. I was Love like, it. dude, <laughs> there's two of us, and this is some really shitty weed, so I'm about to roll, like, maybe the biggest joint you've ever seen in your life. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, that blunt we smoked at 420 when you flew out of here, Sid, was amazing. Uh, we had, like, yeah, the two grams of shatter and a fucking eighth of, uh, was that? was it called so it was tangerine sandy's was the dispo weed that blunt tasted so fucking good i like time i like hit it i was like so john if would you ever ever be convinced if weed was legal to try it even once but well you know first off weed's never going to be legal period i mean that's just never going to happen but uh yeah but uh answer's no Never. Okay, what if like some crazy person like donated two hundred thousand dollars to Patreon.com forward slash blazing for you to get high? Would you do it then? Oh, I'd, I'd take the money and I'd uh, not smoke the weed. Oh, you you'd Bill Clinton that shit. You'd just like hit the bowl and just like blow it out, just like hold your mouth. Blow no, it out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I'd find some like picture on the internet, you know, of like right. somebody can't see his face and being like, "Thanks for the weed." And right, you know, I understand where he's coming from, though, Sid. I mean, that's why I don't do like acid or anything like that shit anymore. I mean, because it's just like I don't like to lose control for that period of time. You know, I, I have too many responsibilities at this point in life. I'm a grown ass man. I can't be like. Like answering the phone, like being like, oh my god, who the fuck 
fuck is this? Like, I can't understand what you're saying to me. Is this the devil? I think it's the devil. You could be talking to somebody you know. And it's just like the voice does not match anything. It's just like you you're just clueless to what the fuck they're saying. On the one hand, like I kind of refuse to believe that uh, the marijuana is that powerful, like heroin or something like that or uh, meth. Yeah, I can understand that. But, you know, people talking about how they have these religious experiences on weed and everything. There's no fucking way that was laced with some angel dust or something, man. I don't know. The first time I got high, though. I felt like I was in a cartoon. I felt like I was in a video game. I felt like it had like Mickey Mouse gloves on. Here we go. And everything was just huge. It was fucking great. It was. Yeah, John, like virgin lungs. If you've never smoked pot in your life, it would be unlike anything that you've ever experienced. It might be kind of uncomfortable even. This is one of my points about the weed because People say that it's like, oh, it's like nothing you've ever experienced or anything like that. That's because that's for people that have not lived before. I mean, like, I've had like three surgeries in my life, so I've been on anesthesia and stuff like that. You want to talk about like Mickey Mouse gloves and shit like that? I mean, there is no way that any weed you can buy right now compares to like professional hospital grade anesthesia. No way. Well, okay, I'll give you that. I get what you're saying, John. Like, as far as, like, a narcotic effect goes, you're right. Like, even very high CBD levels that give you intense body highs would not make you feel like anesthetic. But it's somewhere where uh, body and mind meet in this buzz that it's like the opposite of being drunk, where your body and your mind are, like, kind of against each other in a way. It's like your body and mind come in harmony. It's fucking crazy. It's awesome. Tim, you just described that thing. How old were you when you had that experience? I was probably 12 or 13. We were smoking out in the shed. Um, okay, okay. The just, thing is... Uh, 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 yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite band when you were 12 or 13? Live Throwing Copper. No, I, uh, I would have to say... I don't know, man. I listen to all sorts of shit. Limp like Biscuit, but the biscuit is not with S, it's with a Z. Tim was totally a Limp Biscuit fan. You're, you don't, no shame in the game, admit it. It was Limp Biscuit. I bet Biker is. His favorite Undertaker. But anyway, my point being that when you're 12 and 13 and you're experiencing something like that for the first time of course in your mind it's going to be greater than you know it actually was number one and number two it's going to be like you know oh god it was so great but you know now you would be ashamed to walk around with your limp biscuit t-shirt like you did for photo day back when you were 12 years old okay exhibit b I was on UAs for about a year and a half uh, for something that I was falsely accused of and then admitted to. Uh, um, allegedly. Allegedly. So when I smoked again for the first time, it was amazing. It was like the first time ever getting high in. I felt like I was in a cartoon again. It was. It was and that's insane. when you were uh, 13. No, this is a couple years ago, two years ago, three years ago. Okay, but you see what my point is, right? I mean, there's just no. I don't buy the high. I totally I don't, the don't buy the The reason that people get high all the time is because they're trying to chase that first high. 
That's the same reason that 50-year-old men still follow around the Grateful Dead. They're trying to chase that experience of when they were like 17 and saw them for the first time. It's just sad. There's a I'm point just waiting for sad. Jerry to come back. There's a point where it's sad. Just waiting for Jerry to come back, man. Well, that's not how I feel at all, man. Actually, the reason I get high all the time is because I experience like an intense anxiety in public situations. I guess it's like I'm self-conscious about uh, the way that my voice sounds or my body language or like what's going on. What am I doing my face right now? What am I doing my lips right now? Am I biting my lip? Am I making enough eye contact and stuff like that? And working with the public like I do makes that really fucked up a lot of times, man. And whenever I get high, it's just like I don't care about any of that shit. I I don't care that I'm all squinting and like people are like, are your eyes even open right now? It's like, fuck you. Yeah, my eyes are open. I'm looking right at you, bitch. Yeah, I, I guess I agree. I, you know, I do it out of this fear of um, just not being high. It's terrible. See, no. And then my response to that would be if you took all the money you spent on weed and everything and actually went out and got some therapy or some you know, a prescription for something to help with the anxiety, you'd probably be better off, right? And you wouldn't have to worry about getting pulled over. Anxiety is an excuse. I got back pain also and knee pain, and I just like getting high. No, it does. It's what Sid said. The thing is, the stress of the day, the this or that or whatever. Stress. It's like taking a shot without, like, impairing your ability. You know what I mean? It's like alcohol. I take a couple drinks and, like, I'm taking a nap in, like, three hours. Where, you know, weed, it's just... It mellows you out, man. It, it calms your nerves, and it's like smoking a cigarette almost, but you get buzzed. See, I still don't even see it that way, man. To me, it's not necessarily a, a cigarette or an escape or anything like that. It's just an enhancement. It is a great way to make being bored uh, acceptable. Like if you've got to do something really tedious, like I used to have to ride the bus. Uh, you remember that John, when I didn't have a car, I used to have to fucking ride the bus all the time. Let me tell you, man, riding the bus high 50 times better than riding the bus, not high. It's just like, I don't know. It's an enhancement to things like that. And yes, um, in a situation where people are abusing marijuana and you start to normalize that enhancement and you develop How did you an arrive addiction. At that number? How did you arrive at that number? 50 times? 50 times, dude. I mean, how do you rate enjoyable bus ride sober? How, how, how high is okay, that? Okay, so sober you have only one thing that you can enjoy about riding the bus, and that is not having to walk, okay? But when I'm high, I can enjoy 49 more things. Do you want me to list all of them? Because I can. Uh, The vibrations from the wheel well. Uh, The pretty lights of the side street. Uh, The robotic voice telling you the intersection that you're about to approach. And and why can't you enjoy all those things without the marijuana? Why not? There's still 50 times. It doesn't just changes your perception of them but they're still there you know john you're kind of of the mindset that's like you can get higher without drugs than you can with them if you just look at things in a certain perspective and i can accept that man but i'm just i'm not able to do that consistently Uh, i can though a little bit but when i have marijuana i don't even have to try man it's just chill 
See, my view is, you know, that and, and lots of other drugs too, legally, legal, whatever, they're all a crutch. You know, like we're all put on this world. We've all got our struggles, our faults, all that other kind of stuff. And, you know, how you deal with them is how you choose to deal with them. And drugs are one of those things. It's just kind of like a crutch. You know, like back when I was a kid, there was absolutely nobody. It was all in all these drugs for ADHD and all this other kind of crap. And somehow they survived. But, you know, it doesn't make it easier. Yeah. But I just kind of think it's not right. <laughs> what do you got against crutches, man? FDR had a crutch. He solved the Great Depression. Tiny Tim had a crutch. He fucking have a solved Christmas. As much. Yeah, fucking suffering sucks, dude. Why you always want to be so suffering? Why why must you be such a hard man? Why can't you just enjoy the comforts of life? You know what I mean? John, I agree that it is a crutch. A lot of people, you know, use it for creativity or this or that. But when somebody has the tools they need at their disposal and they get in the right mind frame, they can become very creative or motivated or whatever. And it's like... Why not let them have their tools and see what they can do? If you're just sitting around smoking pot and fucking wasting your life or drinking booze or whatever, I agree. That's terrible. But, I mean, I'm putting out podcasts fucking making shit happen. I mean, it's like weed is definitely not making me lazy. He's making it look like he's getting something done, man. Not making he really it funny is. either, but... <laughs> John Holland, ladies and gentlemen... John, you and I have had this uh, kind of oil and water relationship, but that's what I love about it. That's that's why I love about our relationship, too. You get to, like, fucking rein me in <laughs> when I'm being all silly. I love it. It's so weird, though, that, like, you and John are, like, oil and water, but me and John, we're like peas in a pod, man. I never understood that, how me and John can be so different, but vibe so well. It's just such a cool thing, man. No, I think it's more control thing john doesn't like getting high because of control and it's like i'm a kind of See, that's like freak. that's like but john freaking... gets drunk i mean yeah i mean like i do I've all kinds of other things where i'm not before, in control but i've I mean. seen you yeah i've seen you get like tipsy a couple times you see, that's like totally one of those like, stereotype things because people that do drugs are like, oh, well, you're just a control freak. You know, you're, you're just a fucking control freak. That's why you don't want to do drugs. You don't like being in control. And it's like that says more about you than it does about, you know, the person you're accusing of being a control freak. Well, what do you think will happen if you get high? You think you'll like it too much? No, I don't think anything will really happen. You know, I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, damn it. John's shutting down. Batteries are dead again. Mm -mm. All right, switching over to reserve power. There we go. Experience once before you die, like just to see what it, what you're missing or what what people are talking about or whatever. Yeah, but why would I want to do that? Yeah, I think that like actually kind of makes John like yeah. Well, that's like what if somebody's like, do you like identity, why do you like being a criminal? It's not breaking the law in Colorado. It's legal here. And second of all, um, like it's legal if, in the United States, somebody... sir. Please, there's too much money being made here. They, they don't let they don't let them in at the Colorado state lines. Please, it's that's bullshit. that's another thing too. It's like there's all this. This is one of my high horses. It's like, why do you think we have an opioid epidemic in America right now? Because as soon as weed, legal weed started happening, the freaking cartels couldn't make money that way. So what do you think is going to happen? They got to switch to something else. I mean, there's just all kinds of bad things for legal weed. Well, 
I hate when you make valid points, John. I mean, you do got a great point, man. John, you don't really truly have anything against weed. I know that. You just, it's not for you, man. That's not John Holland's thing, man. Well, here's the thing. I think you can judge people without being judgmental, you know? And Sid, that's a great example because, you know, is that what I want to do? No. Do I judge him for it? Absolutely not. I don't judge you for not smoking weed. I'm just saying, like, if somebody had never gone outside and seen, like, a sunset in their life, and you're like, don't you want to experience that just once in your life? They're like, no. I, I don't see the reason to experience that once yeah, in my life. But it's like comparing weed to a sunset. Okay, look, dude. I think that it's pretty cool that John Holland will never, ever get stoned. And it's never going to happen because that's part of his identity. That's why he's such an important character here on Blazing Comedy. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a stoner podcast. But we've got this guy to represent, like... Well, not everyone else, because I think that we're I think we're getting we're the majority now. The majority of Americans are a bunch of fucking stoners, whether it be on, you know, pot or Xanax or like you said earlier, the pain pills, you know, like somebody's getting high on something. No, John is like the minority now. He's the ultimate straight man that says fucking crazy ass gutter shit. And that's why I fucking love this guy. No one comes up with more obscure references than me. Celestial Seasonings Herb Tea. They call this one Lemon Zinger. Freshens air longer than magic mushroom. And here's John with something I've never fucking heard of all the time. Perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. And I do it without the drugs, so stay in school, kids. Say no to drugs. You can, you can do it, too. This is just like Logan's run. We all love oh, each other very much. We do. Tim, what are you smoking on? Are you still smoking on the Pineapple Express? <laughs> yeah, it's a personal favorite of mine. I got a vape cartridge of some Pineapple Express, man. It's been pretty great. I love how, like, it makes the colors of, uh, like, red and orange kind of look when you're, like, just high enough. It makes it glow a little bit. <laughs> I like when, when you're peeing, it gives you like a little twinge in your knee. And you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, I love that knee twinge. Oh, the things I'm missing. <laughs> We're just fucking with you. Oh, I love weed. Weed's great. All right, so another thing that I think we need to tackle here on Blazing Comedy basically what's current in uh, TV and movies. We are known for liking Netflix. Uh, I didn't make it to the movie theater like I wanted to, but there was something I wanted to talk about. And, you know, it's something I'm surprised we never talked about on Magic and Hash. It's fucking South Park, man. Have you guys been watching this newest season of South Park? It's been great. I'm going to check it out. I probably have not watched South Park in, like, at least 10 years, probably. Well, John, I think it might be the right time to come back right now. I'm going to do some spoiler-free things, but I'm going to break down a couple things. So the big thing with South Park lately is because um, SJWs and leftists, and look, this isn't, I'm not trying to make this political thing, like, we're not left, we're not right. Well, maybe some of us are one of those things, but I'm not either of those things. I'm just, you know, calling people by what 
they're known as like in slang. So, you know, if you want to get offended, I'll piss you. That's fine. I don't give a shit. You're social justice warrior. It's SJW. You are what you are. You're fucking lefty. It's all good, dude. Like, I'm not judging you for that. But they've really been going in on that lately. And, like, one of the great ones was Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo, which, you know, when that first came out, it was kind of a stupid but beloved character. 14 years ago, did you or did you not say everyone in South Park is a goddamn douchebag? Yes, that was a bad attempt at a Christmas joke. But there's nothing in that statement about Christmas. That's what I said. It was a bad attempt. But it hasn't aged well. It's not PC. And it he's compared to somewhat like Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, and it's funny. There's like actually this character called PC Principal that they introduced a couple years ago. That's the new principal of the school. And he's like your typical, you know, like just out of college uh you know very left-minded because that's what they're like spewing in the universities a lot these days is like liberal agenda stuff like that so he ends up doing a very non-pc thing by getting his co-worker pregnant and they have pc babies well the babies are all extremely pc the likes of which i've never seen watch this three black guys walk into a bar It's okay. It's okay. They left. They left. And like the babies start crying anytime that something like politically incorrect is going on around them. Oh, what adorable little babies. Thank you. My, they look very PC. Oh, no, no, they're not very PC at all. Oh, look at the PC babies. They actually aren't PC. No. Did you hear Monica Lewinsky's becoming Republican? The Democrats left a bad taste in her mouth. And it's fucking hilarious. And that's just like, that's not even like one of the better episodes. John, you said you haven't watched it in a long time. At least check out the one with Mr. Hanky and the PC babies. Because I think you in particular would really be able to appreciate the social commentary in that episode. Uh, They do parody Kavanaugh and Roseanne a little bit in that, which are two things we have talked about, you know, in our conversations. So definitely check that out. That is a good thing you mentioned, though. Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, boy. What an easy job this is going to be, I think. There. Now I can sleep on a job, too. That shit would not fly nowadays. It's pretty racist. And I remember as a kid, like, meeting some kid who had kind of an accent like that, and I'd be like, Like, I was too young to realize that was racist. People would be like, hey, dude, chill on the fucking Speedy Gonzalez shit. And then, like, there was the Taco Bell doc. Yo quiero Taco Bell. And I'll take one further. Fucking Pepe Le Pew, man. To think radiant flower. You do not have to come with me to the Casbah. We are already here. French people should be up in arms. What the fuck? Oh, for sure, man. Looney Tunes were full of racist ass characters, like even Yosemite Sim. In case any of you get any ideas, you better know who you're dealing with. I'm the hootinous, tootinous, shootinous, bobtail wildcat in the West. Ooh, I hate that rabbit. He's Texan. I've never met a single motherfucker when I was in Texas that uh, was like Yosemite Sam. Not a single one, well, dude. They all want to shoot everything, though. That's kind of like them. 
I'll shoot that vermin. You dog blasted ornery, no account long eared vermin. I mean, John, you live out in Texas. Are you shooting any varmints? You a varmint? Uh, I am not shooting varmints. And you think that they'd be more upset about Pepe Le Pew, like, sexually harassing cats with a white stripe painted down them than the stereotype of French? Can you kiss a pretty girl, Pepe boy, Pepe boy? Can you kiss a pretty girl, Jami Pepe? Oh, oh, that's silly. I can kiss a pretty girl before she shake a pretty girl. I'm a young thing and cannot leave my mother. Well, no, I just, I just think because he talks femme. Come, my little peanut of brittle. Is that not what we're talking about? Oh. I am the locksmith of love, no? Was he sexually harassing them? He's just giving them little sweet kisses. Oh, my little much ado about something. Who doesn't like sweet kisses? Is painting a white stripe on a cat to make it look like it is skunk the cat equivalent of blackface? Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna probably say my favorite. You know, obviously, one froggy evening is the best Looney Tune ever, hands down, and I will fight anybody who disagrees with me on that. What's that one? One Froggy? Oh my god, are you kidding me? You know, it's one with Michigan J. Frog, and he, you know, he's in the box, and they... Oh yeah, hello, uh, honey, hello, my darling. Yeah, that's the best Looney Tune ever. I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. Ooh, you darn crazy galoot! That, and, uh, I also have a real soft spot for the Sylvester ones, where he's with his son. Okay, son, start reading. In order to grow up to be a real cat, it is necessary to... Chase birds, catch birds, and eat birds? Oh, father, what are we, cannibals? Yeah. <laughs> and the sunlight puts the paper bag over his head and everything, you know, and sometimes that big kangaroo's there kicking Sylvester's ass, and he thinks it's a mouse. Father! Father! Father, I found you one! A great big giant! A giant mouse, eh? And just how big is this giant? Real big, as big as this! This big, eh? Well, I guess I'll just have to go and take that giant mouse apart. boy, Pop! There goes a brave pussycat. <laughs> big mouse, big deal. Beep, 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 the big, <laughs> huge monster! I love that whole context of like the kid being smarter than the dad and like the dad still just like getting into hijinks and shit and the kid's like, all right, whatever. My favorite Looney Tune is Bill Murray. Yeah. In Space Jam. That shit was awesome. Yeah. Need to score two Here's points. how I see it. Duck. Yes. You kick it into the girl bunny yeah. down in the post. You dish it back out to the guy bunny. Got you it. swing around the mic over here. You go to the hole and dominate. Fucking nice reverence, Sid. Now the finale's done and I'm alone. Netflix, Netflix show, of the week. show of the week. I'm on a Netflix trip here on my phone. But who I am is in these episodes. So don't you tell me that it's just a show. I wanted to mention glow which isn't new but they came out with season two uh, a couple months ago and we never mentioned it there is a couple nude scenes one of the blonde like co-star who's always angry at allison brie or whatever and then there's one scene with allison brie a little bit but i think season one had definitely had more more nudity 
But uh, I would definitely check that out uh, for those couple couple scenes. But this, this show is kind of entertaining too, I guess. Yeah, I really like Glow. I appreciate the uh, respect that they show, like the business of pro wrestling. It's not a very accurate portrayal of the actual Glow company. It's very loosely based. But uh, for hardcore wrestling fans like me and my brother, it's really fun to watch just for the cameos. Uh, you know, uh, season one, of course, had Joey Ryan and Alex Wright, which are both like pretty cool wrestlers. And then uh, Tyrus and Awesome Kong was great in that as well. They, I really feel like they should have given Awesome Kong a better part, though, because like, I don't know, just having her as being like this black lady that was like welfare queen or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like they could have done her better than that. She's fucking badass. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes where she like cries behind the scenes and she's like, it's like, damn, you really feel sorry for her. Who was that Samoan chick's older brother? That was that's the famous wrestler guy. Yeah, that's Tyrus. Uh, Well, actually, she had two brothers. So uh, Tyrus is, of course, the big, like uh, thicker guy, the more hossed up guy. And then the more jacked uh, and uh, shorter guy is Carlito. He's one of the sons of like Carlos Colon, which is one of the all time legends of the Puerto Rico territory. Nice. Sid, you're like an almanac of wrestling knowledge. I love it. The one thing I really like about Glow is it kind of harkens back to that time when every TV station would be producing their own content, you know, especially the UHF stations. And they'd all have, it was all low budget. It was all local actors. You know, they were trying to get away with as much as they could for the budget they had. And uh, there's some, there's a certain nostalgia to that that I really appreciate. I love how Kramer was in UHF. It's not as good as my first mop. I miss my first mop. But this is still a good mop. Sometimes you just have to take what life gives you. Because life is like a mop. And sometimes life gets full of dirt and crud and bugs and hairballs and stuff. You, you, you got to clean it out. You, 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 you got to put it in here and rinse it off and start all over again. And, and sometimes, sometimes life sticks to the floor so bad. You know, a mop, a mop is not good enough. It's not good enough. You, you got to get down there like with a toothbrush, you know, and you got to, you got to really scrub. You got you to gotta get it off. You got to really try to get it off. But if that doesn't work, if that doesn't work, you can't give up. You got to, you got to stand right up. You, you got to run to a window and say, hey, these floors are dirty as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Weird Al made movies and shit, dude. It's like, I loved Weird Al as a kid. That's probably what I was listening to when I was 12. You Weird Al, you fucking heretic. Dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I yeah. come in, like, at the very end of UHF and, like, public access. But I remember there being a lot of really cool game shows on those public access channels that I liked as a kid. But though the game was sweet, like uh, the prizes would often be like pretty oh God, bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like every station had their own like uh Saturday morning kid show. And it was always a BMX bike, right? That was always the biggest prize you could win, like a fucking $50 BMX bike. Is this a salmon? Tim, it's red snapper. <laughs> oh, red snapper. Mmm, it's very tasty. Okay, listen carefully. You can hold on to your red snapper, or you can go for what's in the box that Hiro-san is bringing down the aisle right now! What's it gonna be? I'll take the box! The box! You took the box! 
nothing. Absolutely nothing. Stupid. Stupid. You're so stupid. Fred Snapper. Yeah. John. Yeah, I could I could probably recite UHF from front to back without any weed. Thank you very much. Why do you have to put that in there? Because I want to be an inspiration to the one kid out there who's listening, and he's probably the only kid listening, and who isn't high as a kite. He's like, why the fuck am I listening to this right now? <laughs> <laughs> These guys he's are bad. This should not happen. John, do you have a Netflix show? I'm going to plug this one. I've plugged it before on the other one, but uh, it's called Glitch. It's an Australian show, speaking of low budget, but uh, the first season... Um, Definitely example of doing a lot with not very much. Incredibly great story, incredibly great acting. It's about uh, some folks that just kind of rise out of their graves for no apparent reason. And uh, one of them just happens to be the police chief's wife. And then there's some other ones that are a couple hundred years old and some of them that are 50 years old. And they've all kind of got an agenda. And it's a really fun story. There's two seasons of it out there now. Really neat stuff. Totally worth it. Yeah, I saw season one. I'll check out season two. That's cool. I'm glad that's out. I got some wacky news. Oh, God. Blazing Comedy's wacky news. We leave no pot leaf unturned. We cover all the hard-hitting topics. Like hard as ball sacks. All right. So, uh, world record was just set recently for jump roping. Oh, shit. Um, it was November 2nd, so a couple days ago. Well, a week, couple weeks ago now, or a week ago. I don't remember. This guy named Hijuki... Ikuyama, 36, previously who broke numerous uh, rope skipping world records before. He jumped for 24 hours straight and he skipped 151,036 skips. That's a new world record. It's pretty wild. See, this is one of those dumbass world records because there's always going to be somebody that can do one or two more. So every freaking year, it's kind of like how they always make a big deal when the world's oldest person dies. You know, if only they could figure out who's going around serial killing the world's oldest people. It's like there's always going to be another one. This is a dumb world record. I can only jump rope for like two minutes and I'm still proud of myself. Yeah, bro. Like, you'd have <laughs> to have like insane. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm not like, I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying that like this is the kind of record that just gets broken over and over and over again. Do they drug test these people? Because I feel like this guy probably just did a bunch of meth before he started skipping rope, dude. Good point. Did you guys always get the Guinness Book of World Records when you were kids? You know how they always had like the world's fattest twins and they were on those two little mini bikes? Yes, I love those guys. There's some of these world records where it's like, I'm not sure if they should actually be promoting this kind of shit. Because, you know, like with the jump roping, there's going to come a point where somebody's just going to get like fucking high on meth and like for three days they're going to jump rope and then they're going to die. <laughs> Their heart's going to get out. But that record will be unbeatable. <laughs> that'll, be finally, that'll finally make this record like stop, cease to be one of those stupid fucking records and just be one of those records that'll never be beaten. Okay, if I was totally like an Olympic athlete, you know, because the people who do these world records things, they're just average schmucks who like train up for this stuff, right? You know, if I were somebody like, you know, Lance Armstrong after the drugs or whatever, or uh, Michael Phelps, and I was like done with my Olympic career, I'm no longer going to be like the number one swimmer or whatever in the world, I would start shattering the motherfucking hell out of these records. I would hold more Guinness World Records than I did gold medals. Because can you imagine like fucking Michael Phelps? how long he would be able to jump rope. 
he's he's a stoner though, and he's like seven feet tall. I'm sure that would not it would like weigh on him more. I don't know. The thing is, there is a point where we're achieving these Guinness records is kind of unhealthy at a certain point. Like, what happens to that guy's knees? You know, is he gonna have fucking good knees when he's yeah? That's actually because there's gonna be a guy a week from now who breaks the record, and now he got fucked up knees for what? So you could say for one week you held the world record. Michael Phelps is not a stoner either, man. Like just because there's like one picture of somebody hitting a bong does not make them a stoner. I'm a stoner. That's a fucking lifestyle choice, bro. That's a commitment that takes work (laughs) and dedication. Interfering with his weed habit. Right. He's a burnout, Sid. He's a burnout. Well, that's why I fucking quit Olympic collegiate wrestling because it was interfering with my dope smoking time, man. By the time I was done with wrestling practice, the fucking uh, dealer had left the street corner and I was going sober at the end of the night. Fuck that. Michael Phelps, the reason he doesn't do this stunt shit, like, you know, fast, he could shatter the record for swimming between, you know, the English Channel or from Florida to Cuba or something like that. The only reason he doesn't do it is because it's stupid and he might hurt himself and not be able to win gold medals. But if he was in retirement and could do that, he would shatter that shit. Also, is there any money whatsoever in holding like a Guinness World Record? Like, do they give you money? No. If you do that? Only psychopaths do this stuff. Yeah, so what's the fucking point? Like, why did this it's guy... It's to get recognition, probably. Social social media and recognition. Do you really need recognition that bad that you're going to fucking skip rope for 27 straight hours? Oh, you've dated some women that would totally do that. You know that there's women out there who crave that much attention. John Holland, this isn't about my dating life, okay? I'm just saying, you ask why people need attention that badly, we all have examples in our past. Yep, and uh, I don't know, what if somebody, like, used jump rope to, like, get healthy, like, it saved their life or whatever, and they're just jump roping every day, and they're like, hey, you know what, I'm really fucking good at this, I might as well, like, gear up and and fucking go for gold. No, no way, because... um you know who else is really good at holding these records? The freaking Japanese, because they've got that insane work ethic and everything like that. I mean, there is no way, even if you were just like a regular fat fuck like us and like you found out you were good at it. There's some Japanese guy that could train for two weeks and smash you. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a Japanese version of Magic and Hash out there. It, it, there's a million sound effects every episode. I can't keep up with that. I can't keep up with that, John. This fuck bullshit. どうも高野。こんにちは。滝間そう中野七彦小栗江和久井のモニチにわ。こんこだかのこだなひり。小栗江さん。この作品は昭和23年にその後審判の舞台でもたびたび上演されております。Now for some more blazing comedy.
and he's always doubt-doing us. It's okay, bro. That's why we switched to Blazin, because, like, there's no way that there's fucking Japanese stoner podcasts. They don't get high. Yeah, the weed would just knock them out. They're tiny people. Just Oh, sorry, that was racist. They're all really great people. If they wanted to, they could put together the best Blazing Comedy podcast and just erase us off the map without even blinking. We're not on the map. This is the first episode. Unless we're on some maps. You are listening to this. We're on Google Maps. Now that we've insulted women and Asians, how about some more wacky news? All right. So uh, there was meth that was found inside uh, canned foods at a Texas airport. It's basically like something that was delivered on the back deal where they uh, they make the food at the airport, and it's one of those like a plastic paint bucket, and you open it up, and they had uh, a bag with some with a bunch of meth in it. That's insane. No one is claiming it though. No one who worked there is claiming it. Isn't that weird? Oh no. No one's yeah, like, they oh, that's that mine. idea from Breaking Bad. They did that shit. Yeah, with that's the Los Poyos Hermanos. This is fake news. Fake news. Boo. But they were using it to get through U.S. Customs and and the security and they were transporting it yeah this is the biggest freaking joke in the whole airline security thing which like if you follow tsa's instagram they have some amazing shots of like how many guns and shit they confiscate but who the fuck is actually screening like the stoners that work at the wendy's in the airport you know and they've got like a badge where they can just go back and forth and i've got to get a fucking cavity probe every time i go that is the weak link in all this that's where the next big security thing like that guy up in uh freaking seattle that stole the airplane and he was just like a ground screw guy and was doing loop-de-loops and shit before he crashed that's where the weak point is well they said 60 66.3 pounds of meth had an estimated street value of uh, 225 pounds. pounds. It is just walking through the freaking door. And like, you know, I go through and I got a pen in my shirt and I got to go into the back room and they freaking give me a probe. Uh, So next story, um, there was a a truck crash and it it was uh, delivering prescription drugs. So prescription drugs got littered all over the highway on November 2nd. it, it was there was prescription drugs, syringes, uh, IV bags. It, it was just a you know a playland of fun and a wonderland of joy. What the fuck are you gonna do with a bunch of uh, bags and syringes if there's no drugs to go with them? No, the prescription drugs, John. You gotta, I mean, well, there's you like just... little M and M's all over the all over the road. How the fuck are you gonna put M and M's in a syringe? No, you eat, you swallow the prescription drugs, and it, it'll make you feel good. So where does the syringe come in? I don't know. It just, those were all over the road. I don't want to step on one when you're collecting your free drugs. Did we do? Warning the people. Did we do, like, a wacky news background spring break time where, like, a beer truck crashed and there was beer everywhere? Dude, if so a beer fun. truck and a fucking prescription drug truck crashed into each other, that'd be a fucking party, dude. Well, you see, the problem is if you don't know what the prescription drugs are, you're going to have like an ER full of people with boners lasting more than four hours. You go, go home with a bag of pills and you Google them. You're like, because they all have numbers on them. And then some are good and some are, are for, you know, Aunt Josephine's what? glaucoma. What kind of person that's going to scoop unknown pills up off the freeway is going to go home and Google it? No, they're just going to like start popping that shit like Pez. No, I mean I lost I lost all my body here because of shit like that, John. I I learned my lesson. 
you know? And, you know, I finally started getting erections again. never learn their lesson, though. That's like the one category of drug user that's, like, completely lost. I mean, people that are just, like, popping random prescription drugs, oh my god. Like, digging through hospital dumpsters and shit. Yeah, that shit is Don't judge us. Dude, my buddy Philip, he was doing community service one time doing roadside cleanup, and he found a baggie of some capsules, and he tried to Google them to find out what they were, but, like, nobody could find out what they were. So we uh, went and found this chick that we knew named Christina, and she would try anything, dude, like her nickname was junkie and like if you just if you give her anything she won't even ask what it is she'll just eat it and then ask what it was you know so we gave it to her seeing if she could maybe figure out what it was and of course she ate one right away and she's like all right i'll tell you what happens and a long story short they turned out to be molly so that's <laughs> it's like back in the day how the king would have to have somebody taste his food to make sure it wasn't poisoned well, that is so coincidental for our next story. It combines so much of the shit we've been talking about. Breaking Bad, um, drugs, pills, everything. So California woman, um, November 1st, she found pills in her restaurant salad. It was at El Pollo Loco drive through um, She found six pills littered throughout the two salads between her and her daughter's salad. Is that fucking nuts? It's like... Not at Pollo Loco. They trying to, you think, kill people? I mean, that is fucking reckless. No, you've never heard of this before. How, like, people sell drugs out of a drive-thru window when you order specific things and they've got them, like, already stashed in there. Oh, so they think they gave them the wrong food? No, they gave them the right food because they ordered, you know, whatever the item is that, you know, is supposed to have the drugs in it, but they don't know the drugs are in it. So they're like, oh, my God. I'll be like, oh, they think this is a real restaurant. Fucking shit. Yeah, they just they just didn't know. You know, kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like some guy who like wanders into the strip club. Go in. Like, oh, champagne room. Why not? There's champagne in there. I do that too. All right, our final story. In marijuana news, uh, in Canada, they legalized weed. And so there was a long line out in front of the dispensary. So what happened is that a couple of Girl Scouts went there and they sold a ton of cookies. Isn't that genius? Little entrepreneurs. Are they called Girl Scouts in Canada or are they called like Maple Scouts or some shit? Uh, it's called a Canadian Girl Guide. That sounds a lot dumber than Girl Scout. Well, Scout? Who's scouting things these days? It sounds cool for us Americans, but I bet other people are like, what the fuck's a Girl Scout? You gonna send your daughter out there to scope ahead? It's your daughter. Seems reckless. Donate to the Patreon, y'all. Patreon.com. Is it still Magic and Hash, or have we changed it to Blazin now? Well, it'll be up. If you want to hear more 30-minute bits about what kind of weed Tim and Sid are smoking, donate to our Patreon. And we will have some exclusive content posted just at Patreon.com. Check out Sid's vlogs. That's going to be happening probably once a week, maybe more, depending on how many Sid wants to put out. But I have a couple stored up. So they're going to be coming once a week for starting out. Um, Blazing Comedy Podcast. We're going to try to get on a regular schedule. But uh, look for that at least once or twice a month. And um, check out the website. We have all sorts of fun stuff going on the website every day. 
you know, we're updating stuff. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Comet Cola, um, Ratchet Uber, and uh, Ibaka's Drink. Hopped up board after our last promo. Oh, yeah. Nice. 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 Available nice. wherever fine Korean groceries are sold. Y'all get social with us, too. If you can't give us any money, that's cool. It's like, whatever. Like, we, we need money, but we don't need your money if you ain't got it to give. So just get social and with us. Hit us up. Like other on. patrons, you know exactly where the money is going for Tim and Sid. Right, exactly. And we make all this killer content for you, listeners. Right. Thanks for getting blazed with us, or thanks for blazing with us. No, oh, gosh. So, I see. I uh, it's my first time, hey, John. God, Jesus.